Welcome to the Hidden Why podcast, episode 1098. This is my interview with Brittany Gowan, and we're discussing her new book, Turn to the Sun, a journey of stress management. Enjoy. Hello, Brittany, and welcome to the Hidden Why podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here with you today. All the way there in New York City. Yes, yeah. It's uh, winter, but nice out, so no complaints here. Yeah, awesome. Uh, born and bred there? No, I grew up in um, Syracuse, New York, which is about four hours north, but I've been here for 15 years, and I was always around the city when I was growing up, so it feels like it's always been home. So. Okay. Yeah. What would you say the uh, the the most favorable parts of New York are? I would say there's you know the big the big buildings are always uh, the draw, but then if you go down to near where I live, it's called the Village, and you get the tree lined streets. It's very classic New York with the brownstones, and um, and it's a part that people think about when you come to New York or Soho. So you know we got a lot we got a lot here. We got a lot of greenery and, and a bunch of big buildings. So we got the mix. Yeah, awesome. Love it. Well, congratulations. Um, you've, you've got a lot going on, but you've just launched a, a book called Turn to the Sun, your guide to release stress and cultivate better health through nature. Stress management, yeah. I suppose, is, is the gist there. Um, why, why is this an important topic for you? It's important for me because it also comes out of a personal practice where definitely since the past 15 years of living in New York, I've, I've connected with nature in a different way. Obviously, we don't have as much greenery as, as suburbia does. Um, and I've had more stress than I did growing up in college and all of that. And I think that uh, connecting with nature is a great way to release stress. And it has really supported me and it's supported the people that I work with, with my stress management programs. And I thought that by writing a book can also share my teachings in a, on a broader scale and also a way for people to pick up and pick, put down the teachings and, and carry it with them when they need a moment to uh, connect to themselves, connect to nature. And uh, so I was motivated to write the book. Okay, so you've done this um, uh, practice uh, yourself to help manage your stress, and then you you do coaching as well, so you help other people um, through stress management practices as well. Is that right? Yeah, yep. And my background is in um, psychology, and um, so in sports coaching, and um, those kind of they all came together with um, this newer form in the past many years of focusing on stress management and seeing the benefits that I've experienced and then bringing in my psychology and then executive coaching background as well to have a path to uh, personal growth and and progress with a nature-centered calming lens. Okay. So you've sort of niched down and um, into this sort of field of using nature to help with stress management, or is that just part of what you do to help? Um, coach it's part of it it always like weaves its way in so yeah. i'll focus on stress management with with breath work or we'll focus on personal goal achievement um but i'll always bring in a nature reference to have that recognizable and calming um framework um for my clients okay um with stress uh i guess both stress in society at the moment and anxiety um, what's your view on that at the moment in, in the world that we live in? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's tough because we live in a very fast pace and, and 
very connected world and mm. it is easy to feel as though we we don't have time to pause we don't we see people a lot of people we see their successes let's say on social media so it looks like you know everyone's on the grind and we always have to be on that grind i can definitely say that from city life but with that it, it comes um burnout and i think that we're kind of on this um on this wheel that it doesn't feel like breaks are are what um, you know, we should be doing, but taking breaks and definitely connecting with nature allows you to actually be your, your, your best self and, and help your, your mental state, which is some of the first to, I think, start to go when we, when we're feeling run down, we're feeling burned out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I see that too. And I certainly feel it in my own life is the stress and anxiety of, constantly go 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 and you know you know how much do we want to achieve and you look out there and people are achieving things so you have this tendency tendency to try and follow and and align yourself with that that level um but there is there is definitely need for balance in my life and i know in a lot of people's life so um dealing with stress is is, is important um what are your what do you see as the impacts of stress in people's lives uh, at the moment or the, maybe the people you work with even how is it impacting them yeah I think that it obviously can affect their their mental state and that can also then affect their relationships, their work, their goals. Mm. I think that um on a for, for one one main reason, you know, when we when we are overstressed, we're less able to to deal with things coming at us, whether we could normally deal with it and it's just we're overwhelmed and we're not dealing with it in the way we wish to. I think that it's um we that our minds are our minds are great for us they and we can control them but once um they start to let loose it's it's hard to regain control and i think that um because we live in such an interconnected and and fast-paced world that that's why we need these like kind of stoppers to say hey like i need to reset i need to i need a moment for myself and and normally, you know, our brains, we can only think about one thing at once, even though our brains move quickly. And like just having that pause, that reset um, is very helpful. And it's benefited my clients and um, definitely helped their their mental well-being. Do you think we just take on too much generally um, because of what you've just said? You know, we're all so connected and we look at other people, what they're doing and achieving. And we think then, OK, well, I've got to do X, Y and Z and and maybe life puts all this pressure on us to have families and to both work as a, as a husband and wife. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of external pressures, but do you think we personally put too much on our plates? Unnecessarily? Probably either, either we, we do it on purpose or we don't know we're doing it. But I think that there is a, you know, we're in a society of like multitasking. So you're, you're used to be doing multi, many things at once. I could definitely say would work, like you're working on a variety of projects. Well, that probably carries over into your personal life too. Maybe you're doing some things with family, some things with friends, and you're trying to be um, physically active. And, and um, at the end of the day, we only have so much time, but I do think there is a, a, I don't know, a viewpoint of that. Everyone's doing so much, like I said, and, and you, you don't want to be, not doing what other people are doing, especially since it's so everything is so shared now. Mm. And I think that I can say even when I was when I was growing up or when I was in college, like I, I definitely feel like I 
I was always active, but I never was doing, I felt like too much. And I feel like some of the younger people I work with now, they, they are probably doing too much for what they, they need to be doing and they recognize it, but that's just what they've grown up in and what they're seeing. So I definitely seen, you know, there are a ton of changes and I'm sure you would agree with mm. that. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you say doing too much, and I would, I would really have been reflecting on this myself quite a bit um, as it's the start of the year. You know what's necessary and important, what's what's not. And I think there's there's probably a lot that we do that's maybe unnecessary, right? Um, not important, but we do it out of a feel of obligation that if we don't, something's going to be missing. Right, right. Or you are you know certain relationships and where you are wanting to please the people, or they can, this could be personal or professional. I mean, I can say for working for myself for many years, like you have to have that that balance. Um, and and I think sometimes working for yourself, people think you always have free time. And and yes, maybe you can make time, but that something else then doesn't you know, there's not time for that. So I've definitely had to figure out how to be able to say yes to people or no, and, or just like projects and assignments and, and prioritizing. And it's not even to say what you're prioritizing for what you want to do the most. It's just what your, your mental bandwidth, you know, and, and what you, what you think that you can achieve and, and feel satisfied from. And I think this is a time of year when we all think about that again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said maybe people put uh, deliberately put more on their plate than they need to, like on purpose. I think it's a societal thing. No, I don't think on purpose. I mean, sometimes yeah. on purpose. I think that some clients that I work with, um, they if you put more on your plate, you think you will get more from it. You know, yeah, you course, think that definitely. if you have more options, but but being able to delegate and then it, succeed or finish or whatever it is, all of these things. Like I have clients that come and say, I want to be working on this related to personal development, but there's like five branches of it and they all have the same level of importance in their mind, which I understand, but you know, we need to pick one. And normally when we start off with one, it supports the other and that, and that, and it kind of goes back to nature of like creating this like solid foundation and then you can branch off from there. But when you have so many things on one plate that you're trying to juggle it things start to you know get lost so i try to use those kind of like nature references of saying you know you have to like kind of build your stem first and then let your your branches branch off so mm. you must have a lot of tools that you use to help people deal with um stress in their lives um what what are and before we get into using nature to help manage it what are some of the other key tools that you you recommend or or teach yeah I feel like when we all we say we want to like break a bad habit I don't really feel like we break habits I feel like we replace them so that's something that I work on with my clients where we're not focusing on the negative of a, a certain thing that we want to uh, leave behind or change but we want to say what can we replace it what can we put in the space instead of it and that's something that I've found is is very helpful to people to start to look at their lives and say okay these are the things I want to change but what can I as as, as a positive thing so your mind connects it to um, a, a good association of what am I adding instead of what am I taking away? So um, that's something that I, I really like to focus on, especially early on. Yeah. 
What do you do? Meditation and things like that? For myself and hmm. or yeah. Um, well, I guess so for yourself I, and I guess if you don't, yeah. you probably you probably preach it. Yeah. Um, for myself, I like to do like a, a guided, um, imaginative journey meditations. And they're the style that I wrote about in the book where I'll imagine that I'm in a certain setting, maybe it's a beach and I'll walk myself through the scene and I'll notice the details, focusing on the colors, the textures, how I'm feeling, what time of day is it? And that's the kind of um, guided meditations I'll use with my clients. And maybe we do like a body scan with that as well, basically allowing them to start to build out in their imagination certain scenes and seeing how they can create this inner calm and also have an expanded perspective. And that's what I like to use in myself as well. I think living in a big city, um, you can get really isolated in just the the grind of it all. And I like to think, okay, like what's, what's in the rainforest today? And just having that perspective of outside of your little big world, whatever you're in. And I use that for the, my clients as well, just to get out of whatever is going on in their, in their mind, whatever's going on in their daily life and, and having that broader perspective. And I bring in nature Mm. as our reference. Yeah. Okay. The, um, the journey through like that imagination process, is that like a a calming sort of like journey into, you know, situations that are, you know, for the individual calming or bring that sort of feel to it or are they sort of any journey? Well, it can be any, but it, it's definitely directed towards calm and also connection to oneself and your body. I do some breathing practices as we go into it and then reoccurring throughout the way. And it's also training training your mind to take control of the moment. So if they, I, I ask my clients too, like when when other thoughts come up that are maybe challenging or things that are just, it's just on your mind, practice acknowledging those feelings and then letting Mm. them, you know, drift by and coming back to the present moment. So it's also a practice of staying in the present moment, having the conversations and thoughts in your mind be what you want them to be. um, And then releasing others that aren't serving you. And again, that nature centered lens. And we use that as like our, um, our background. Okay. And with the, um, the body scan, what does that look like? A, A body scan through the meditation? Yeah, so I we go through the different body parts and breathing in um, to those certain body parts. I, I tend to like to have someone imagine maybe they're sitting on a beach or again in some natural setting, and yeah, then yeah. we go through the different um, body parts and and breathe in and breathe out and practice you know imagining that you're relaxing the muscles. Again, you can also actually tense, which sometimes we do, and then release. So it's both of those through intentional thought and then through physical um, yeah, physical yeah. movement. Okay. Cool. So let's talk about nature. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to, to tune into this, that nature's good. Um, but where do we start with nature and stress management? Yeah, well, I think nature is a resource for perennial calm and we can always access nature whether it is a small piece of nature near you or like we were just talking about through intentional thought imagining that you're back in a setting that you enjoy and when you're in nature there's so much science around the fact that we are less likely to ruminate and worry and it is a time when it creates this, I think nature creates this pause for us and allowed us to just 
breathe, be present and, and really connect to ourselves again. So in a, in a nutshell, that's the, the biggest part, yeah. I think. What is, why, why do we have a tendency uh, naturally to not worry when in nature? What is it there? What's the science there that's helping drive that, I suppose? Yeah, well, I mean, the color green is obviously very calming and it's it's a world that's not um, that doesn't create hyperness. You know, it's it's there's studies where if you put a person in in greenery or you put a person in like a concrete jungle like New York, that feelings of stress and anxiety increase when you're looking at concrete and buildings and when you're in greenery and there's and there's nothing, you know, um, like aggressive feeling that you're your, your levels of adrenaline and cortisol lower and you feel improved mood and you're calmer. Um, and is that and because I'm, of the I'm green sure. as, as opposed to the, the not green or, I mean, you know, because sometimes I think in, in like a forest or a jungle uh, for many of us, it'd be very unfamiliar now and you might be, you know, anxious about what's going to come out of the trees or, you know. Well, right. You you have to be not in a threatening place, I was going to add is. I mean, yes, if you're in a in a setting that you don't know what kind of animals or other things are in it, obviously that then the level of, of, of your alertness is going to stay up. But in general, when you're in nature, your body switches into the parasympathetic nervous system. You go into rest and digest and you're not in fight or flight. There, your body knows that there isn't a imminent danger. So I don't know. I'm sure you've, you've felt that in nature when you've been, um, you know, yeah, in a yeah. I love, I love going into nature and I should do more of it. Um, yeah. Well, even if you're walking on the street, I think that noticing, I mean, when I, what I also teach is about noticing the little details in your daily life, like noticing flowers at a bank or at a grocery store parking lot, like those little pieces that are placed there for beauty, but that can get passed by. And, and that if we get in the mindset of, of really being mindful of nature and, and noticing it and taking a moment just to pause, it doesn't have to be a big, like committed thing, just say, Oh, that's an interesting like color pink on that flower. Just that that awareness. Um, I, I believe from what I've experienced and how I've worked with people that those it's mm. those little things that you can recreate that make a difference. I mean, with goal setting and, and coaching in general, creating like these small little sustainable steps that allow people to continue a practice and not make it feel as if it's not sustainable or or achievable. So those little things of of creating pauses and and nature can help. Yeah, sure. The um, the the practice of of walking um, into nature. Oh, actually, I'll just go back to your point on just observations. And again, that's around mindfulness, isn't it? Really, being able to yeah. walk down the street and notice the the birds and the the bees and the the flowers and all that sort of stuff, rather than just straightforward to the bank and thinking about the the stress of your money. Um, rather than right. just enjoying the process of of doing it, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's a bit, exactly. a bit of a mindfulness practice. What in nature? Um, when they talk about um, you know connecting with the earth um, and our senses, you know, so feeling the wind, touching the trees, having your feet in the dirt. What's the science there that is actually beneficial for us as, as humans? Yeah, well, I mean, with our feet, we have so many sensory receptors that. Um, it is a great way to, like I always say, like get 
get out of your head and into your feet. Like if you're Mm -hmm. in sand or if you're in grass, you're moving your toes around. Um, it changes the signals being sent to your brain. And, um, so, and I, I have people like practice even imagining that they're, they're in sand or they're in, they're in grass. And just that idea of moving your toes, not allowing whatever's in your mind to continue, um, but obviously if you're in the setting, it's, it's even better. Um, and that, that, that sensory perception, that sensory connection, um, obviously that's how we connect to humans and, and how we make connections. And that's how we connect to nature. And I mean, I, I can remember being in like certain settings and how my feet felt in certain places or, or what leaves felt like as I touched them and, and those physical connections stay with us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I find the um, there's some sort of charge or energy displacement when you sort of walk out into nature and, and you know, connect with the earth directly. Um, right, exactly. Have you studied much in that field or? I mean, I, I haven't done personal, like, research. I mean, I've read a fair amount about it and I know yeah. and, and I believe it and that's, like, that is um, part of what has, you know, helped me so much and and how I – you know, if you go outside, like when I first moved to New York, I would go outside. I worked in the Chrysler building in a sales job and I would go into this park and I would immediately feel, you know, that that transfer of energy to me that was calm and connected and and removed from the setting that I was just in. So yes. I think that yeah. a lot of people have had these experiences. We just have to like pinpoint, oh, yeah, that was that moment when I felt that way. And then you see the value. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so just getting in, into nature. I mean, you talk about getting into nature in the sense of meditation as well, like, you know, thinking about being in nature uh, can have its benefits as well. Um, and I guess that's at times potentially when you can't get out there, like if it's really, I don't know, wet or snowing or something like that, or if you're at an airport and, you know, you've got 12 hours on a plane. Is is that something that you'd sort of you'd advise as well? Yeah. Um and, and in different settings, like I, I work with some people who are in LA and traffic's really bad, you know, anxiety can really uh, skyrocket during those times. And I say, you know, imagine that you're whatever you like, like if you like the redwood forest, imagine when you're stuck in traffic, you're in the redwoods or wherever you are, if you're waiting in line at an airport um, and it doesn't have to be some grand landscape, just something that's familiar and calming. Mm. And it's something mm. that I've done for years. I mean, growing up um, being an athlete, um, I definitely, I, I got most of this from my mom who taught meditation and mindfulness to uh healthcare patients. And she was like my second coach in all my sports. And she would encourage me to, you know, find, you know, feel that calm, no matter, um, what my setting was and that, and then, you know, she, she was the one who encouraged me to have those kind of nature connections in those moments when you, you can't there, maybe it's, maybe it's stressful or maybe you just have to wait. And there's those anxious uh, experiences that you can go back to nature in your mind and use your breath at the same time. Yeah, love it. Turn to the sun. Why the sun? Why turn to the sun? Is it? I guess the sun is. Yeah, well, I think is all of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, plants turn to the sun for for growth. I mean, sunflowers when they're younger, they they go um, from east to west in the field, and I think it's also a metaphor for people's lives. Like, turn to what is 
good and hopeful in your own life. And, and there's sunshine has many forms. It can be, it can be the sun, it can be plants in nature, it can be people, it can be your pets and, and noticing what, what is bringing light into your life and, and really like um, leaning towards that. Yeah. Awesome. I think there's been a lot of, well, I've heard a lot more recently. Maybe it's just because it's my attention's there, but um, you know, on getting sun on you during the day and having um, the early morning sunlight um, into your eyes as well as, as far as benefits for the health. Yep. I mean, I, I encourage the people that I, I coach that when they wake up in the morning, I mean, everyone like maybe turns an alarms off, alarm off or, you know, they go to your, the news or whatever it is. Mm. And I encourage people just to try to get out of bed. And if you can look outside, whatever nature is out there, or even looking at the blue sky and just allowing your eyes to focus on something natural before you get into your day and allowing yourself to embrace the morning and not get into the cycle of, of what I have to do next. And, you know, when we first wake up, whatever we connect to early on is what our brain is going to want again for dopamine later on. So if we want, we're using our phones early, then if or later on when we're tired, we need like a kick of energy. It's like, Oh, my phone can give me energy. So I've yeah, tried to help point. some of my clients reprogram to say, okay, like, you know, so throughout the day, if you feel like you're in a slump, your mind starts to say, okay, I need to go outside for five minutes instead of maybe I need to eat or I need to look at my phone or watch TV or something like that. So kind of getting rid of technology when you first initially wake up and, and you know, turning towards the natural world. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, how you start anything is how you finish everything is sort of what that brings me to, um, yeah. which I, I like to live by. So Look, congratulations on your book, Turn to the Sun, Your Guide to Release Stress and Cultivate Better Health Through Nature. I'm going to stick a link uh, in the show notes. So for guys listening out there, guys and girls, um, check it out. Um, it'll be in the show notes. You can grab a copy of that. Uh, Brittany Gowan can be found at brittanygowan.com. Is there any other avenues where people can reach out to you, Brittany? And I'm on Instagram at Brittany Gowan again. And then I have another one's called Pause with Plants, which is my photography. So if you'd like either one of those. Yeah, and your book's filled with photography too, isn't it? This this new book you released. Yeah, it was very it was very nice to have that connection of that passion to be able to bring it into the book and and well, close sense, up photography yeah. for people to practice mindfulness with um, intimate, you know, botanical photography. Awesome, awesome. I love your work. Thank you for coming on the show today, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys, check it out at thehiddenwire.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. 
You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Manutzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.